Hand crank that hamster wheel. It's like uh, it's like the double dare thing, you know, when uh, when you gotta mm, do yeah, the wheel though. to get the hand to come down to drop the yeah. flag off. That just dated us. Dated you. I don't think Dude, it was really. I'd love some double dare. Me too. Mark Summers back in his prime. If you weren't a kid and did not want to go on that show, you, you have no soul. Howdy, folks. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suited for younger cowboys and cowgirls. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest podcast in the wilderness. Fuck that little fish. Now that is phenomenal. I love shaking my booty. I've never been to the episode. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And in fact, it's deliciously squared. It's <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 122 of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're four average guys with love for all things Disney. I'm Scott, and joining me on tonight's show are three guys who were born modest, but fortunately wore off. Adam. Still pretty modest. Oh, you are way too modest to be too modest. <laughs> Mikey. I'll sign you, Titty. And Tim. Let me tell you how great I am. <laughs> Please, we only have an hour and a half show. Oh, well, it'll have to wait till we can do a quickie. Okay, well, all right, we'll do a quickie next week about how great Tim is. But we're here to t- tonight to talk to you about some Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and grab some of America's finest bourbon and enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets of the Mouse. And which bourbon is that? Well, uh, well, first of all, bourbon only comes from America because if you try to make it in Canada, and you call it bourbon mash, you get a little nice letter from the Food and Drug Administration saying, hey, guess what? You can't quite do that. It's just Canadian whiskey. Yes, yes. that's true. Uh, and it's not that great. But tonight, I am... It's, it's, it's okay. Uh, I am going to drink some of uh, our president's finest Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey, and that's Jefferson's. Not his, actually. But I thought you were talking about the current presidency. I didn't know Trump. Right? I was going to say, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I don't think that. he's got a whiskey. If he does, uh, not sure I'd, I'm not sure it would be that good. Because New York whiskey has not done so well with me. Well, I'm sure he owns some property in Kentucky and Tennessee. And- I'm sure he does. The only two, I've only had two New York whiskeys. One isn't even really New York whiskey. It's Indiana and Tennessee and Kentucky. Fake being from New York. I'm looking at you, Widow Jane, but you are delicious. I just don't like Widow Jane. It's absolutely delicious. Shame what they do, but really delicious. So yeah, I am gonna drink some uh, Jefferson's Kentucky, very small batch. It's a uh, it's a store pick. Um, it's really good. Really good. I love all of Jefferson's expressions, especially the ocean. So, uh, tonight, Mikey, what are you going to drink? I, too, have a Kentucky bourbon. Well, it's America. Um, But mine is is bottom shelf. Uh Uh-oh. This isn't, you know what, this is not top shelf. I mean, Jefferson's very small batch is kind of just their, 
Yeah, they're standard it's stuff. Mid-range. It's mid-range. It's, it's like 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah, I want to say this was maybe 40 It was not that expensive. And it's it's only 82 proof, so it's not super hot. Well, I've got a one and three quarter liter bottle that cost me $18. Yeah, that's Okay. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> There's that's, that. That's the Miller Lite of bourbon. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the deal, though. I've had at twenty four, twenty five dollars for a seven fifty. Mm-hmm. I've had worse, and I mean, at that price, I don't think I've had anything that's that's as decent as it is. It's McAfee's Benchmark Old Number Eight brand. It's not. It's not great. Does it get the job not, done? It's not super bad. Since it's hot down here, and I keep my, my whiskeys out here in the garage in the liquor cabinet, um, it is whatever the room temperature of the garage is, which is typically uh, balls-ass hot. So I throw an ice cube in there to chill it down so I'm not drinking fucking hot water. And the ice cube also, the other side of that is it helps to mellow it out somewhat and hide a little bit of the the, the heat to it. But uh, it's, it's yeah, it gets the job done. It's not bad, and it's, it's great for mixing with sodas. Or just uh, drinking because $18 and you want to get a little fucked up. You know, Mikey, I, I do a, a whiskey podcast. <laughs> right? You know that? There's a whiskey podcast? There is. Do you record it over by the people mover? <laughs> no, but I'm sure that if I were to look for a whiskey that would be near the people mover, that would be it. I've never, I've never heard of this whiskey. I, I don't Neither think I. you would... I don't think this is something. This would be one of the ones where I made my comment and probably be under like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you? D- so last episode on uh, BSEA, Adam asked, "Have you ever given a whiskey a failing grade?" Well, no, because I did. <laughs> we, <you> did. <laughs> and then everybody and like, jumped. At the me. truth is, we haven't because we haven't reviewed anything that would be a failing grade yet. Mikey, what would you give this on a one one out of a hundred? Yeah, one out of a hundred. Like it was a grading scale. Comparable to what you've drank so far. Well, you got to remember, um, the sheeters help supply my... Help fill the cabinet down here. So I'm putting this up against Blanton's Gold <laughs> and Bowman and Thank Dallas. Well, that's fine. That's what you should do. But that's what you so should what do. What is your score? Okay, here, here's what I'll, I'll put this up against. Um, no, you t- it's just one to no, 100. Put it up against... Easy. What, One to a hundred. Everything you ever tasted so far. Everything I tasted so far. Just because it. I mean, it's better than some I have. I don't know. Sixty-three. It's failing. It's failing. It's a. It's a D it's minus. It's a high, no. It's I mean, a, it's it's, an F that, plus. that's difficult because <laughs> it's I mean, an F plus. if I want to be honest, I got to look at you know the expense versus the you know what you end up with. Well, I mean, I, you have to take expense out of it because you can have a really good bottle that tastes like shit. We've had mm-hmm. really good bottles that taste like shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. I've got an $80 bottle uh, in the cabinet that I would rather, if I was drinking it neat, I would rather have this over that just because it's it's that one, that infusion. It's just too much shit going yeah. on. It's just too much shit going on. We've had some cheap bottles it. that are amazing. This is true. I wouldn't call this amazing. I would I would say this, is, this sits right about there with, like, um, what, the Weller's? What? I like Weller's. What? Weller's Green Label. What? What? I like Green Label. Dude. So do I. Green Label is in... Well, I don't dislike it. Green Label is okay. kind of... So now God, he's like mid-80. No, because he's grading like how I grade things. When you give me okay. a scale of 1 to 100, a medium mid-range should be 
like 50 to 70. But for me, the Weller is up there. Yeah. There is like high 80s, low 90s. Weller's good. I would I would right. call Weller well, like Well, I mean, a, it's like wine. Taste is subjective. That's true. So. Uh, Weller for me is like an 83, 84. Weller Antique 107 is like a 91. So mm. do you compare like the the regular Wellers, compare that to like just your off the shelf at Applebee's Makers? Oh, uh, makers, makers will get a failing grade. Makers would get a failing grade. There you go. Well, I I find this better than Makers, well, so okay. if that's worth anything. Go. Yep, all right. And I've only had Makers one time. It neat just because they couldn't figure out how to make it old-fashioned at uh, Applebee's. And I was just like, oh, you know what? Just give me that. Just just pour me that. Most places right will bottle. use Makers in an old-fashioned. Yeah. Well, they were specified. having to Google the recipe, and I was like, "If you got to Google, just just give me just give me if the." If you need to no, Google an old that. fashioned, you need to go back to bartending school. That's one of the six classic cocktails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, no, I can look." I was like, "You know what? No, just just I mean, give me a double." I, of, I, I cut of my bourbon teeth on on makers, and I won't even touch the stuff anymore. I'd give it a forty-six. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, all right, Tim. What are you drinking tonight? I got my old standby two one two, otherwise known as a Manhattan. Uh, such a great drink. What do you? What's in it, it tonight? Bullet Rye, Antica Vermouth, Stirring's Blood Orange Bitters, and the new Filthy Black Cherries. Oh, you've moved on. I've moved on. Well, I haven't moved on. We we bought these to put in the porthole because that's what Disney uses in the porthole. But I ran out of Luxardos for my Manhattan, so. I dropped a couple of these in there. And Luxardos are... You need a second mortgage to get a jar of Luxardos. Well, these aren't cheap either. <laughs> no? <laughs> They're probably a dollar difference, maybe. Oh. They're so good, though. They are. Adam, what do you got tonight? black cherries out I there. I got too. Great Duck Handcrafted Vodka from Minnesota. Oh, nice. Is that... That's... A take on Grey Goose? <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. It was sent to us by some shears. Yes. During Christmas, yes, and some tonic At water. At this point, I, 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 we don't remember who. Because we drink. Uh, well, the much. only sheeters we we know are the Reagans in Minnesota. I think. No, I want to say. I don't know. No, I don't think they were the, the Reagans. Is it? Brian Adams from Minnesota. No, he's from Michigan. He's from Michigan. See, well, exactly. This is where I get. It might have. So. It might have been. Um, might have been the Reagans. The Enderlands. Might maybe. have been too. If you guys sent us the Grey Duck. I'm uh, enjoying vodka, it a lot. Just, I just haven't yeah, had a chance to. Drop us in the line, it. let us know. Sorry, we don't remember. Because. We're going to have 15 people. I sent that. I, <laughs> I sent that. drink more vodka and gin drinks in the summer because they find them more refreshing than like bourbons and like heavy sweet drinks. So I drink a lot of tonic water with various alcohols or just the straight alcohol chilled. So gin is really, really good in the summertime. Yes. Gin and it, vodka. I, I want to say it might have been um, who's Captain Pass's parents? The Endlands, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was them because they sent us the cheese too, mm-hmm. so it was Wisconsin. So okay. I think I believe it was them. If not, we screwed Good up quote, yeah. and we can't yeah, remember things. It was six months ago. And I drank. and uh, how is how is the vodka? What do you what do you think of it? It's good. It's very good. It, it's very light. There's not an overwhelming flavor or acid vodka burn to it so it's really tasty it really goes well in summer now what are you uh what are you mixing it with just tonic water just tonic nice 
I gotta lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going white girl. No, it's not that I'm going white no, girl. It's, it's training going for training for Dopey. Dopey. It's going. I drank this more week. water today than I drank in my whole entire life. I feel like, and I'm still behind on my water intake somehow. First of all, I downloaded that app that Jen suggested, Plant Nanny Thing. Yes, that's what I've been doing. I 12 glasses of water. Fuck. Well, you have like to, you have to be careful because it depends on the size of the glass. Well, it's 12 8-ounce glasses. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but how often do you drink just 8 ounces of water? No, well, you don't. I mean, the cup that I have at work is like 13 ounces. But that's what, ounces. but if you program in 13 ounces, it, it balances out. But I actually have two mm. full bottles of water that I still have to choke down somehow. Ugh, so. that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I I drink enough water. I'm borderline water toxicity. <laughs> I, I drink so much water, and I don't need those. I do because apps. I don't pay attention, and if I, if I have something to follow. Then yeah. I'm better. If it makes it fun, I'll follow. Yes. Which, as we're recording this, July 1st starts the three sheets of the finish line challenge for this month, which is your water challenge and your abs challenge. So, which, if you want to join in, look it up on three sheets of the finish line. Jen just posted day one. Uh, well, by the time this drops, it'll be day three. day five, four, day four, four, yeah, day four. four. Sure. Be the fourth. Of so July. hopefully day you all the rest had day. been, yeah. <laughs> Fourth is arrest day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is July Fourth, and my birthday is arrest day too. So we don't have um, a challenge yet for my birthday. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, Jen. If you, I know you're listening. So August yoga, please. Let's go back to yoga. No, please. no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because the yoga that no, just oh yeah. By the time we get to August, no, 20, I'd be like trying to hang pose. upside down from the ceiling by my toenail. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Isn't it? That's the fun one. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Ultimate Epcot. All of us at Three Sheets to the Mouse are glad to have you with us as we go through land by land, pavilion by pavilion, and choose the greatest and best of all Epcot. And now, for the safety of those around you, we ask that you grab your drink, walk slowly to the person next to you, and toast them. Welcome to Ultimate Epcot. All right, well, look, if you can't tell, we, we've made a lot of uh, nods to America in the uh, opening of the show. Tonight, we're going to continue our uh, our Ultimate Epcot series as we go around World Showcase Pavilion. And uh, we've, we've reached the halfway point, the biggest of the pavilions, actually, at least size-wise. Yeah, an area. Biggest footprint. footprint. Biggest, yeah. biggest footprint. footprint. Biggest building. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's forced perspective. Um, we are at the American Pavilion, so we're going to continue our Ultimate Epcot as we uh, pay tribute to the American Pavilion and everything inside. Um, mm. We'll uh, we'll discuss some of the entertainment, what's been there in the past, what's there in the f- what's coming in the future as we uh, talk about some of the restaurants, and uh, we'll take a look at the the one show, the one attraction that's been there since 1982. So uh, 
sit back, grab your uh, grab your old glory, and uh, pour some bourbon as we uh, as we talk about the American adventure. Is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, yeah I'm kind that, of uncomfortable by that. Grab your old glory. <laughs> yeah, you know, wrap yourself in that American flag. Give the old rockets oh, red God. glare. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's turning red. You're rubbing it <laughs> too well, hard. You should probably spit on it. It's <laughs> turning red. Rubbing it too hard. Stop hey, it. just wait till those bobs burst in air. <laughs> um, all right. Oh. So look, as we, we we can't start with George Washington is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> He's throwing his wooden teeth at you. <laughs> as we as we start tonight's uh, review of the American Pavilion, uh, we got to go back to before 1982, Mikey. How far back do you think I went on research for something that didn't exist? 1901. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't go all the way back to 1901. Walt was born, and he loves America. There's your start. How do you know he loved America when he was born? In 1901, Walt was born, and he loved America. (laughs) So obviously Epcot was going to have an American pavilion in world showcase actually scott in my notes i do i do say uh my second sentence is no way could a disney park not offer up something for the country that founding father walt was so patriotic about yeah, there so, you go because yeah i, I had the end there but you had to go Walt's fuck it original up, so. version of epcot had an american pub no <laughs> now the to be fair, the original Epcot uh, plan was to have these shopping centers that mimicked areas of the world, and one of them was the Old West. I mean, he really loved the Old that's, West. That's not. We don't have an that's, Old West pavilion. No, but we. Not no, yet. but there We're is no. There. there is no other country that has a Western uh, genre than America. Think about it. I think Australia. I would. Have, yeah, it's similar. Yeah, it's not the same. Well, they still I mean, have it's still old West the Wild Australia. West in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but Outback Jack is not Clint Eastwood. Uh, it's Kangaroo Jack. Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee is as Clint Eastwood as they're gonna. Also, uh, uh, no, I. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't see. I could go down that rabbit hole and argue that with you. Uh, for all night's purposes. But no, tonight we're talking about the uh, American Pavilion at Epcot. So in 1977, when Scott, version 5 of the Epcot Master Plan... Oh, God, yeah. The first uh, forward was... They were disastrous. They, they announced... Yeah, they, they announced version 5 to the stockholders in 77. And the American Adventure was included... In that plan, it was heralded as the gateway between the world of today and tomorrow because its original location was going to be up at the International Gateway. It was going to be up at the very top of it, and it was going to basically bridge the gap between uh, Future World and World Showcase. Yep. With its first floor basically just being nothing more than a walkway between the two distinct areas of the park, and the second floor housing uh, the American Adventure attraction. So... You fast forward a couple years to 79, and the pavilion's location changed in the next draft of Epcot. It's no longer at the forefront of the showcase. They've actually moved it across the way on the other side of uh, the lagoon uh, where it is today uh, for a couple reasons. A, it wouldn't make America seem so elitist. Like, we want you to be the first. We want, we're the first one you come to because America. Uh, B, they, they didn't want to depict 
or they wanted to kind of depict U.S. playing host to the other countries of World Showcase, which is why they're all spread out around. Whoop! I knocked over my whiskey. Spread out around, as I gesticulate, uh, World Showcase coming off from uh, the American Pavilion. And then also, finally, it's the same reason that the uh, grocery store puts the uh, the cereal and the milk in the back. It would give guests a reason to venture deeper into World Showcase, especially if, uh, you know, you got folks from the United States that want to go see what kind of uh, cool historical thing they've put there, which, you know, wasn't much. Um, and, and really, it was kind of funny that, like, Imagineering really fought Card Walker hard on this. Card Walker wanted America to be the host and to be the forefront of this because he really felt like this was supposed to be our world showcase where we play host to and be like the World's Fair where everyone comes to America first and then goes around the world. Um, but yeah, no, Imagineering fought hard to change it once, like, after Card Walker said, hey, this is how we're going to do it. And uh, he lost yeah. that battle. He, he did, and, and I'm going to honestly say thank God because uh, original concept art for the American Pavilion had this crazy, sleek, and futuristic style because it was going to be between Future World and World Showcase. So they tried to blend that by doing something, um, you know, tomorrow landing, I guess. Um, so, yeah, being moved further away allowed it to have a more traditional kind of uh, colonial design. And taking a lot of inspiration from, like, your uh, Independence Hall and uh, Boston's Old State House and uh, Monticello. Monticello, yes. It's Monticello down I here. I think I would whatever. say Monticello, too. Yeah, yeah we, I, that's, we that's say why I, 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 Monticello in New York, see, too. But the thing is, uh, Jefferson was a fan of everywhere else but America, so he would have said it in the Italian style, which would be Monticello. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. he's dead. He is dead. So. Right. <laughs> Alle- and allegedly. You know if you're dead, you're wrong. Allegedly. Oh, no, no, he's he gone. He's gone. He did. T- T- TJ's <laughs> gone, brother. Um, now, interestingly, Scott, you mentioned that it uses forced perspective, mm-hmm. um, and it does. It does make use of it uh, a lot like what you see on Main Street, but they do it backwards here. It's actually, um, they take this uh, building that is big and try to make it look smaller. So the Imagineers and Architects take this five-story building that houses um, the show and the other um, the the restaurant and the the gift shop. And they make it look like it's two and a half stories tall because it's got some big motherfucking doors on it. Yeah, big doors, big, big windows. Big, 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 big windows. Um, now, since um, the idea of this pavilion, like we said, the core of it was that U.S. was playing host to the other countries, um, the pavilion was actually kind of built up a little higher than the other ones around it. So it, it's not really the first one you see, but it's still kind of uh, the showcase of, of the rest of it because it's built up a little higher. It's like it's sitting at the, the front of the table. I want to say you actually walk up. I want to say it's... There's a, a story. I want to say it's like 15 feet above every other every other pavilion. It's it's about 15 feet higher than the rest of the uh, of Epcot of World Showcase. Talking as somebody who ran through it, there's a ramp there. You can yeah. tell you're going up. Oh, it's definitely yeah, a you ramp. You can tell it's an incline. <laughs> on both sides. Now it, uh, like I said, it's not only just you know 
being the host to the rest of uh, the world, as it were, it's also kind of telling um, the country's rich, you know, America's rich history with the uh, with the architectural stylings and then with the attraction that's inside of it. And it's this reason that the uh, that Disney decided instead of just calling it the American Pavilion or the USA Pavilion or the Pavilion of the United States of America, POTUS. Oh God! Uh, Imagineers. <laughs> they, the the they went with like they it's just it's called the American Adventure. It's like the one pavilion that technically Disney doesn't call something something pavilion. It's just called the American Adventure. That's its official name. But whatever, it's it's the American Pavilion. I don't I don't know why we got to label shit. So, uh, moving forward in 1980, official construction on the American Adventure Pavilion of the United States of America begins. Uh, using a design by architect named uh, George Terrapazzi, who also is known for the Grand Ole Opry. Really, nice. not performing, but the the, the actual building itself. Yeah, yep. Um, and uh, it opened in the fall of '82 with the rest of Epcot. Uh, the official dedication of this pavilion was held in October on October 11th, 1982, and was attended by American Express CEO Jim Robinson and the Coca-Cola president Doug Koff, Kioff, Kef, Kafka. Something like that. Yeah, it's got a GH at the end of it, so we can go either way. And uh, they attended because both of those companies were the uh, corporate sponsors of the American Adventure when it opened. They lasted, uh, let's see here, Coke dropped out in 98, and American Express uh, took their ball and went home when Disney switched over to Visa in 2002. So, um, as far as the layout of the pavilion, it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's, 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 it's pretty basic compared to the other pavilions throughout World Showcase. There's nothing, nothing special got, about it. But Basically, you've got one, one big building. Yep. Now, as far as the layout of this pavilion, it seems kind of basic compared to the other countries in World Showcase, um, because it's just like one kind of long building, I guess. And I, I think that might actually be to kind of downplay uh, or continue the downplaying of like, you know, America's not, at, you know, better and elitist and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe that's the, the, the reason I was able to grasp that like, like, a, like a straw there. That was my kernel. Um, but... <laughs> You know, you've got the one large building that has the main attraction located right in the center, the uh, American Adventure. And then to the left of that, you have the Liberty Inn, the quick service. And then on the right, you've got Heritage Manor Gift Shop. And across across from the main entrance is the only other part of the pavilion. Uh, you'll find the American Gardens Theater, and that's where they have most of the lab performances and stuff like that. So, anyway, that's... That's about all the history there is there uh, for that pavilion. It's 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 kind of cut dry, straightforward. I guess you know what they probably instead of going with you know there's not a lot of history of the pavilion because the pavilion is about the American history, more or less. If you go you know to the American adventure, so I don't know. That's that's all I got. Uh, look, there's really not much history behind it. it. It went through a couple changes where it was located, what they wanted to do with it, but. I mean, at the end of the day, they were always going to kind of make sure that there was an American pavilion when they did this kind of, you know, World's Fair idea. Um, and and really, the pavilion hasn't changed too much since Epcot's opening in 1982, uh, including the restaurant, which has been there since yeah. October 1st, 1982. 
So here to talk about the Liberty Public Inn, spelled with a K, is Tim. Well, there's a, a few food choices at the American Pavilion. So we'll go. We'll start in the basic and work our way up to the fancy Liberty. <laughs> Quote, air quotes, fancy. So first you have the the funnel cake stand, and that's exactly what it's named. And that's self-explanatory. We don't need to go into the funnel cake stand. So moving on to the fife and drum tavern, you've got your standard popcorn, turkey legs, Mickey pretzels, and some slushies. For alcohol, you have Bud Light, Yingling, Sam Adams Seasonal. Shorts Brewing Company's Soft Parade Shandy, which I think that's a seasonal item. Yeah, it's a lemonade beer mix thing. Yeah, and then you have Sutter Home Pinot Grigio. You also have a frozen Red Stag Lemonade, which is frozen lemonade with Red Stag Black Cherry Bourbon. A spiked root beer. It's Barks Root Beer's um, Stoli Vanilla Vodka, and it's topped with whipped cream and mint, which is a little weird. Interesting. Galaxy Juice, which is orange, pineapple, and lime juice with grenadine and black stag, black cherry bourbon. Wait, 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 what? It's called Galaxy Juice. It's on the menu right now at Fife and Drum. It's orange, pineapple, and lime juice with grenadine and black stag, black cherry, uh, red stag, black cherry bourbon. Well, she sounds hideous. That sounds like a lot. Well, yes, it does. Moving on to Block and Hans. You can only get the only food offering is a Mickey pretzel. There's Dasani water, Imagination pink lemonade, Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. This is also where you can get Yukona Hanalai, the official beer of Three Sheets Nation. Yep. Founders Rebeus, Blue Point toasted lager, Honor Warrior IPA, Mackenzie's black cherry hard cider, corked can Mr. Tractor Kolsch, and you also get Imagination pink lemonade with Old Smoky blackberry moonshine. Interesting. That that actually sounds way better than Galaxy's uh, Edge drink. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then moving on to the Liberty Inn. <sighs> I, I'm so happy that they announced that this restaurant is getting changed because it's basically just everything that is wrong with Disney World food mm. all in one spot. You have just typical burger, burgers, fried chicken sandwich... Macaroni and cheese, all beef, footlong hot dog, a vegetable burger, chicken nuggets. I mean, it's basically just a McDonald's. They used to have a really, really, really good burger. It was it was an Angus Angus beef burger topped with pulled pork, and there's like frazzled onions. Oh, so good! But now yeah, it's gone. No, it's gone. It's been gone for like ten years at this point. Well, they do have some interesting limited time offerings, which I don't know <laughs> if it's a seasonal thing or. There's a, a space sandwich. Oh, I know, I know, I know. This is like your galaxy juice. It's because uh, the Gal- uh, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy uh, oh. dance show. I pulled up the article. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, there's... there's literally rocket fuel, which is frozen Coke slushy with grenadine. Yep. A space oh. sandwich, which is barbecued pork sandwich with crispy onions on a brioche bun and cosmic cake. Really? Disney. Your space sandwich is on a brioche bun that is tie-dye colored. Oh, this is Come so on, Disney. That's Come so on. That's horrible. You had one job. Oh, no. no that looks no, no, moldy. No, no, no. Yeah. That looks moldy. Yeah, it's it exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it looks moldy. People are going to return that and be like, and why is my bun moldy? 
However, this is where you can get your Buffalo Trace frozen Coke. Mm. I, I've never had this. I've looked into getting it, but at the, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'll just have a beer. It is um, a, a very popular item. We never never had it, but it's a very popular item that a lot of people seem to gravitate towards. I, I, so maybe maybe in September for a BSB, we can get somebody to get. I one. just never pull the trigger. I wanna I wanna try it because. I mean, everybody loves I've a frozen never been Coke. In. I've never been in the restaurant, though. I we I usually eat there at some point in the trip because, one, it's empty. I mean, every time we go in there at, like, well, prime lunchtime, it's empty. It's because you can get that shit anywhere. Yes. That food, this you is, can get this that This is also the place where you can find the emptiest and cleanest bathrooms. It is the best bathrooms in, in, the best bathrooms in Epcot. Because they're brand new. I mean, generally, when I go to the American Pavilion for food... Um, I go over to Fife and Drum, and I get a big, big beer, and a big, big turkey leg. Turkey leg. And of I, course you do. And then I go sit down inside in the air conditioning and uh, chow down on that thing. So are we going to talk about the... Um, yeah, let's talk about the news portion. Well, I was going to say, do we talk about the festival buildings that pop yeah, up? we could do that. From time to time, they pop up. Yeah, well, for Flower and Garden, uh, the Smokehouse Barbecue and Brews will pop mm-hmm. up. And you have the pulled pork slider, shredded beef brisket with smoked potato. That changes those things because sometimes they do the burnt ends. Yeah, they change the menu out from time to time, but it's basically two two different kinds of smoked meat and then some like vegetarian corn thing. Yeah. Usually, it's a, and the, lately it's been the burnt ends hash with the brisket. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. We've had it a few times, and the burnt ends have been really dry. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sometimes. It depends on when you catch it. When we went in uh, spring of 17, they had it there with the jalapeno um, and cheddar sauce that, like, went on it. Oh, no, the pimento cheese sauce. No, that was the... That was the slider, wasn't it? No, no, it it was the burnt ends with that, like, jalapeno pimento cheese sauce. So good. So good. And then and and they did have a pulled pork slider, though. That was all right. Yeah, and that usually has the... Also, the with the pimento cheese. Pimento cheese is really good. It's southern. It's delicious. And there's a warm chocolate cake with bourbon salted caramel sauce and spiced pecans. Mm-hmm. The alcohol choices pretty much stay the same for food and wine and flower and garden. You get the frozen simple lemonade, which is non-alcoholic. Central 28 Brewing Company Sunshine Greetings Orange Hibiscus White Ale Three Daughters Brewing Phantasmus Spice Double IPA Shipyard Bacon Maple Bacon Stout Bone Shaker Zinfandel And you can get the Simple Lemonade with Firefly Blackberry Moonshine You can also get a beer flight The Maple What is it? The the porter, maple bacon porter. The maple, yeah, maple bacon porter. Was really, really good. That was really good. Of, of all the beers that I remember, that was amazing. Yeah, the maple, I remember, I had that. That was really tasty. The chocolate bock, there was a chocolate bock there one time. That was uh, rich, and I could drink one <coughs> of those, but after one I was kind of done. So interesting for food and wine this year. The booth is hops and barley, 
but the menu has changed pretty uh, substantially. You get a New England lobster roll, a New Brunswick slider, which is slow braised beef brisket, pot roast style with horseradish cream, crispy fried onions, and a potato roll with pickled vegetables, mm. and a carrot cake with cream cheese icing. I'll have all three. What other icing would you put on a carrot cake? Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, just, you yeah. can't. There's no way you can you put anything It's got to be cream cheese. And you got North Coast Brewing Company Blue Star Wheat, Three Daughters Brewing Awake Coffee Blonde Ale, Heavy Seas Americana APA, Angry Orchid Rosé Hard Cider, Marisolet Reserve Chardonnay, Broadside Cabernet Sauvignon, and then, obviously, a beer flight. I I like both of these uh, festival booths. They're they're always good. They're nah. they're they're they're, they're hit, hit miss. They're hit and miss. I, I mean, like the alcohol is yeah, always good. Uh, I mean, the food I mean, the food at most of these pavilions it, it's it is hit or miss. It all depends on when you go. If you go early in the day, like when they first open, you're oftentimes getting yesterday's leftovers. Yeah, never go first thing in the morning. No. Drink yeah, in the morning because that was our mistake. Yes, around two o'clock, one o'clock is when I'd say it's safe to you'll, you're going to be getting the fresh stuff. Yeah, uh, the, the lobster roll is not bad. Um, it was a little bit over uh, mayonnaise, but it was not bad. I see. I haven't I like liked mayonnaise. the lobster roll every time I've had it. I will say the better lobster roll is over at Columbia Harbor House. It's actually really good. I just I haven't. It's not something that's good at fast food. No. And that's that's the issue here. It's just I haven't had a good one. It's either over mayonnaised or not enough seasoning. There's always something weird with it. The one at I will say the one at uh, Columbia Harbor House is better. Yeah, but Tim won't eat anything at Columbia Harbor House. So <laughs> <laughs> no tuna they sandwich. Have pot roast at Columbia Harbor House. <laughs> he doesn't like turkey. <laughs> no tuna sandwich. There's pot roast there. I don't know. I don't do anything that crawls out of the ocean. I'm pretty sure tuna doesn't crawl. <laughs> if you're so eating crawling it, tuna, that's it, another fish or a whole it might have all together. So now the exciting news that was just released in this past week is that Liberty Inn is closing on July 8th. Woo, finally. About time. Finally. About time. To replace by the Regal Eagle Smoke. The Regal what? Regal, Regal Eagle. Beagle. Not the Regal Beagle. This is not Mr. Roper and Jack <laughs> Tripper. Right, this is the Regal Eagle. They missed a boat on that one because they should have called it the Regal Beagle. But it is described as a craft, drafts, and barbecue by Disney. If they do this right, this will be amazing. It's not going to be done right. We already I know. know it's not going to be done right. <laughs> but I mean, listen. The, the description is a new location will be a modern barbecue smokehouse with all the accompanying sights, sounds. Smells and flavors you love, including a large smoker preparing fine food every day right on the pavilion's promenade. So there'll be a redesigned <laughs> patio for you to enjoy and get ready to grab a brew, some barbecue, and relax inside. Epcot. So basically, we're going to have the smoker outside where the right in, right front. in front drawing people in. Look, like I said, if they take this to a real barbecue and not fast food barbecue. Not it, Mighty Quinn's. It can't, be, it can't be worse than what's there now. It's going to be fast food barbecue. You, there's no way. They couldn't put out enough plates for it not to be fast food barbecue. Yeah, it's gonna, not it's from gonna that be smoker cooking. out front. That one smoker is not. Yeah, it's just not no. enough. 
You're, yeah. They need a if they, they need a whole smoke house. It's a it's a prop smoker as well. I I'm sure it will. Look, I'm sure that that smoked meat will make it into like one percent of the plates that that actually get uh, served. Oh yeah, that smoked that. meat is just for show. Well, that I smoked mean, meats for cast members. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now here here's my my question about this. That they are really playing up this craft brew thing, and I just feel like Epcot is sorely lacking in any kind of American whiskeys. They're all mixed in. They're ne- you're never going to get a whiskey place in Epcot. It's the I'm same reason why only whiskey. It's the same I mean, reason I'm- why they took away the Aquavit. But how come I can walk over to the UK and get a Scotch flight? But I can't get a bourbon flight. Be- right. It just it won't happen. Yeah. Why though? I mean, we should we should have we really we should should. Get one. because you have places like the Polite Pig. You have places that already do it and do it better. That's true. I mean, it, if you're going to go get bourbon, that's one of the places. Yeah. You do sure. It. I'm I'm not saying you need well, to. Well, that put, is the place to get it if you're going to get bourbon. I'm not saying put you know your top shelf stuff out there. But I'll tell you right now, you get all these guys that are drinking their Jack and, and, and stuff like that, and you do just like a like a Jim Beam flight. Or even like Buffalo Trace, uh, Knob Creek. You see, and I, I honestly feel the reason why it won't happen, because how many people are really getting that Scotch flight? How many people are intimidated? The Scotch flight has gotten real popular recently. recently. Right. A lot but of people get the Scotch flight. I think a bourbon flight would bring more drinkers, and... You'll have the same situation like you had situation where you had the Aquavit, where they got rid of it because people were just getting doing shots of it. Well, I think you'd have to do it in the, uh, in the, uh, not so much in the restaurant, but uh, I mean it is a restaurant in the sit in the uh, walk up restaurant where you can order the flight, take it to your table, and sit down. That's why they won't do it. Yeah, because they're not. Yeah, that's sadly this place isn't being set up as a, well. It's not being set up like it would be a uh, like a bar type thing, right. I guess. Like what you have, you know. Well, thankfully, there's around. still a few bars that we can go to Disney and get a bar right flight. because you need a full bar set up. It seems like any kind of flight like that is going to need a full bar set up. Mm-hmm. You have a full bar set up at Rose and Crown. Damn it, Disney! Well, they might do a, a full bar set up at this new rest- restaurant. We don't know. They haven't announced anything yet. It would be the perfect spot. It would, especially with the, with a redesign and, and and trying to plug the whole southern uh, barbecue aspect thing. But you know, at the end, it's just it's going to be a bunch of uh, plaid wearing skinny jeans, suspenders, mm-hmm. bow ties, craft beers, handlebar mustache. I mean, craft beers are a big thing too. They are. And they're easy to come by. But, and I mean, they're not typically as... Disney's Disney's craft beer is Yingling, Sam Adams, seasonal. Yes, but at, and at the end of the day, they're not as expensive as your bourbon is going to be. They're not, but those aren't necessarily craft beers either. So, but what I'm saying is, your bourbon flight is going to be a significant expense to have anything it, good on be it. Interesting to see how they play this out and if it, if they do it right or not. I, I think it's going to be... It has potential. And I'll say it this way. It has potential to be very good. I have a feeling it is going to be... Um, 
fast food barbecue like Mighty Quinn's or something like that? <coughs> we'll have basically what it'll be is this uh, um, flame tree. I hope not. I hope it's more I Whispering Canyon because that barbecue is it's decent. It's gonna. I have a feeling this is gonna be more flame tree. I, really I think it's going to be packaged well, like they're you know it's going to look great and be packaged well and hit everything right there. But I think once you open up that box, uh, <coughs> it's, it's, it's going to be a little lackluster compared to what we would want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, look, Dang. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I I will miss the Liberty Public Inn. Uh, it was always a good place to get out of the heat. Um, the nice thing was you could order a beer on the mobile app and it would be ready there for you without having to wait in line. I can't imagine that this would change that, though. No, it's probably not. I mean, you're still going to be able to order, I think, mobile order here. Um, looking forward to it. Really am. Really am. Then again, I like barbecue. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll give Disney the benefit of the doubt to start and then they'll show me that I'm completely wrong and misplaced in my trust yep. and I'll again hurt for about 40 minutes and then uh, get over it. Hmm. You go somewhere else to get something to eat because there's always another place to grab a bite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. True story. Lots True. of food. Right next door to Germany. Yep. You can get some, Schnitzel. You can get some smoked sausage Schnitzel. there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So after uh, after you've had your food, it's, it's time to sit down and enjoy the sweet sounds of the American Pavilion. And here to tell us about the entertainment options there, uh, both past and present, is Adam. Well, past is really past at this point, because I don't even remember seeing them. And this was Epcot Spirit of America, Fife and John Corp. And basically, they used to wander around that area of Epcot. And they were actually there at the opening of Epcot. And they did renditions of Grand Old Flag, God Bless America, and a lot of military classics. And accompanied by poses to stir memories of classic American works of art as well as entertain. This went the way of everything else did in 2014. And they closed it and not to be replaced, pretty much. It's been gone. The other entertainment that you can catch over there, in, it's also been going since the park opened, is the Voices of Liberty. Now, this is still there, and they are amazing. And they're an eight-member a cappella group, and they pretty much sing patriotic choral performances, and they are in the rotunda of the main building. And the acoustics are amazing in this building. They are some of the best. So if you are, get a chance to see them, make sure you get into that rotunda to actually hear the reverberations that go on through the rotunda. Um, Basically, they're dressed up in costume period finery from the 1800s. The show lasts about 15 minutes or so, and they do songs like Star Spangled Banner, Sharon Dota, Dixie, When Johnny Comes a Marching Home, Old Susanna, This Land is Your Land. They also have a battle hymn. They do a few medleys of folk music. They change it up for Christmas, so they'll do some traditional Christmas carols during the holidays. They also perform in the Candlelight Processional as well. And there is a small select group that actually formed a group outside of Disney. And they are called Voctiv, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, but it's right. Sounds good. Because it's a C and it should be an X, I think, but... <laughs> But there's like a octave and voice. Yes, octave. Yeah. And these are, these are some of the members that were past, present, 
current that were actually part of Voices of Liberty that still perform. Um, they have performed for presidents, you name it. They have performed for every major president. They have... It, it, they've been around the block a few times. Also at the American Gardens Theater, which is the big amphitheater. You can't kind of miss it if you walk by it. And this is where all your concerts pretty much go on for food and wine in the fall. And Garden Rocks goes on during Eat to the Beat. It's just, I mean, there's really a lot that goes on here, but at the same token, not as much. Because the, the um, what is it called? Voices of Liberty are fifth, uh, usually right before the American Adventure. And you can catch that. You don't have to go into the American Adventure if you don't want to. Um, it's kind of in like this museum-ish area. Yeah. Well, it's in the rotunda, really. So this is where not that much is. It's just this big, round, open space. And wasn't the rotunda designed specifically of the It was group? actually designed to host this, or an acapella group. They wanted to make sure they have uh, entertainment going on here, so they actually made this rotunda perfectly acoustic. Yes. Correct. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it is really good. If you've not seen it's them... It's a great show to see. You don't know what you're missing. This is a gem of Walt Disney World Live Entertainment. We don't Take have many. Time. We don't have many that, that, that best Disneyland because Disneyland gets all the good performers. Well, this California. is California. Well, yeah, no. Well, Disneyland gets all the best everything. They do. But this show will get you right in your Patriot testicles. Oh, yeah. If this doesn't give you a red, white, and blue heart on, I don't know what does. At the very least, it'll be red. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and honestly, if you if you do have a crave, uh, head over to your nearest Spotify. They have the Voice of Liberty soundtrack on Spotify. Yeah, it's from the I have 80s, not. though, I want to say. But the songs are from, like, the 1780s. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think it's it probably aged okay. Yes. Well, I I'm mean, not, you're talking not... about the last original... Um, Voices of Liberty cast member, I want to say retired in 88, I want to say, at mm-hmm. 65. 65 or 66. But she was the last original member. Yeah, but the the group still stands to this day. Uh, outside of Epcot, they're the Liberty Voices. And then, like Adam mentioned, Voctave, uh, you can catch those on YouTube. They do a lot of Disney medleys. It's pretty cool. Yes. I wonder why that is. Why would they do Disney medleys? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, uh, what's that, uh, subliminal messages that have been ingrained in their brain during uh, training. So, I mean, just a quick question, because mm-hmm. I didn't really have much. Has anybody seen a performance at the Garden Theater? Yes. I've walked by it. I've never so actually sat well, down. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't sit down. I stood because all the seats were taken, but... I remember. I remember watching. Uh, I had plans to see Three Boys Dog to Night. Men, um, and then we just, you know, Ethan wasn't going to sit through a, a performance of Boys to Men. He doesn't know the greatness that is Coolie High Harmony. God. Boys to Men. And uh, and so we actually saw them performing and saw them run out of run out onto the theater from the uh, uh, the side of uh, where they where they do the character palooza over by the American Pavilion. Okay. They didn't all run. Well, 
They jogged. One guy's got a cane. Yeah, they jogged. <laughs> they walked really fast. Uh, um, but what you see, they Mike, hobbled. But it was pretty what cool. You by. It, it's a good theater. It really is a nice theater. It's a nice. It's an amphitheater, so you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to line up to actually see or hear what's going on. And I mean, if you do want to see, they do have all the candle the packages that you can get for yes. the performances. If you are a DVC and AP, they sometimes have reserved seating for a lot of the shows for those as well. I mean, it, it's kind of cool. You get some fun 80s throwbacks. Yep. And you get some some interesting 70 throwbacks. And like, you know, it's yeah. like it's always one singer featuring the music stylings of sticks. <laughs> because they can't yeah. really use sticks. Because <laughs> yeah, not the whole band is the lead is, singer. Is it, it's like Stephen yeah, DeYoung. It just, it's just it's stick. It's, yes, it's it, just yeah. Dennis DeYoung, and then his fake oh Dennis his fake bandmates who were never part of like sticks. they had the original lead singer of Journey. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now, Mikey, which is just that one your... song you wanted to hear? <laughs> <laughs> that boy. <laughs> Now, Mikey, you did some uh, some look up into the American Gardens Theater. I did. Uh, I mean, it's a theater. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's you know, it, it butts up to World Showcase Lagoon there, and it faces um, the uh, the American Adventure. Uh, it was originally envisioned as this open air stage venue, and. Uh, it was originally constructed that way, but it now has a partial cover over it and a backstage dressing and show equipment area that was, I love this part of my research, that was added in 1993 um, to accommodate a show where Disney partnered with Mattel for the magical world of Barbie, mm-hmm. the stage show what? for one year, and they needed... Uh, dressing rooms for costume changes, and they needed uh, props and stuff, so they they kind of built this backstage area onto the back of it to accommodate the magical world of Barbie. Correct. I read that too. Is there was there like some anniversary of Barbie that was going on? That- thirty five. She was, was her thirty fifth anniversary, and it's a big uh, Disney and Mattel had had partnered in a lot lot of stuff over the years. And, um, you know, I'm not going to name names of who was in charge at the time. But he decided, hey, this sounds like a match made in heaven. We'd love to host it. And I think the best place to put this show is in World Showcase. Because, the, I mean, the, the premise of it was Barbie welcomed all these friends that she had met over the you know, three decades of her career as a plastic doll. So you had all these other, you know, Mexico Barbie type characters and stuff like, well, I mean, yeah, just, just, there's just Barbies from around the world or other friends of hers from around the world. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the thing. Um, interestingly, they held for like, uh, months, they held open auditions for people to audition for Barbie. And uh, they decided, yeah, no, we got nobody until they picked like the second runner up of the Miss USA pageant that year. And I was like, hey, she's awesome. She's from Utah. Let's put her in. Because, you know, no- nothing screams Barbie like Mormons. Well, I mean, let's not. What, you do re- Did you do your research to see what was in there before that, though? Oh, God, this thing. 
No. River Dance? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> he went in there twice. He went in there twice. Well, yeah. no. The first time he went in was actually him. The second time he, they went in, it was a show that he wasn't in, but it was based on the stylings of. Well, sure. Well, in that right around the millennium, that Lord of the Dance thing was super freaking popular. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a screensaver that had dancing macaroni doing Lord of the Dance. And actually, if you're wandering around World Showcase Lagoon uh, about 40 minutes prior to uh, Illuminations, or what used to be Illuminations, uh, you can actually hear some of the songs that they did in the second uh, second run of this, the summer of 2000, where they had kind of a Lord of the Dance kind of theme going on. So, but nowadays, like Adam had mentioned, you can get all kinds of performances all, all year, almost, no, yeah, all year long. Now it's like, all year long. Pretty even, much. Yeah, so in, you know, starting early in January, you, you had Disney on Broadway with their shows. Well, it's then, part of the Festival of the Arts, and how that works is they usually team up two people that were on starting one of those shows. I don't know if it's still just on the weekends, though, because at one point, the performances were just on the weekends. For the Broadway? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but like uh, like the, the Garden Rocks, that was seven days a freaking week. Yes. Oh, Garden yeah. Rocks seven nights and, a week. Um, and eat to the Wang beat. Chung and Sister Hazel. I mean, shit. Can't beat that. <laughs> Air Supply... <laughs> Well, it, you know, hey, it's, what's funny is Night Ranger. When when uh, when Flower and Garden first opened, they would have the or they would have the Garden Rocks concert series, but it was definitely more fifties and sixties. It's now transitioned to seventies, eighties. Well, because the fifties and sixties, <laughs> they're they're wilting. Yes, that's the <laughs> nicest way to put. It. I mean, you can't keep that up too long. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they got a pill for that though. When you're in your fifties and sixties, yeah, I mean, but that's when you that, reached the gray dawn. I'm pretty sure that's not going to help their vocal range. Yeah, and, and <laughs> now even today, even th- like this year, you could find uh, Simple Plan. So we're even getting to the two thousands now. What was their last now, song? Uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to my life between... and addicted to you. That was their two hits, and both of them were featured as the opening for some MTV shows. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, in between the the festivals, in between like the Flower and Garden and Food and Wine, though, you've got the greatest thing ever: the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live. Mm-hmm. Which just doesn't belong in the America Pavilion. No, no. Or it just doesn't belong. It just doesn't need to be. I heard it's really good. I have never seen it. I've heard it's good too. It's, it's gonna it's have good. to. It's gonna yeah. have to outdo the Frozen sing along, and that's tough. Well, I'll tell you what. The music's better. You think? Uh, yes. I will gladly sing along to the soundtrack from Guardians over the soundtrack to Frozen. I don't think it's all the soundtrack to Guardians. I think they got like other stuff. No, it's it's a couple. It's basically it's like eighties, eighties music, seventies and eighties. I think. I don't know. And then, like like you know, Adam said in September, Fruit and Wine, you have Eat to the Beat. Um, And then after that, you've basically got the Candlelight Processional that runs all the way. to the first of the year and then you got like some um, New Year's New Year's Eve 
thing that happens down there. But that ends up, over the course of the year, that ends up being more than 80 artists performing their music and 10 different hosts for the processional. And you get, like, fucking two months of dollar store Peter Quill dancing with Kmart Gamora. So... He's not wrong, guys. He's not wrong. Well, I heard the Gamora is pretty good. That's why I said Kmart. Uh, props, props <laughs> to the makeup department for Gamora because dancing in that heat with that makeup, it's got to run yeah. quickly, and it doesn't for some reason. Okay. I don't know what they Jake do. Dillard's, Dillard's Gamora. All right, Dillard's Gamora. Yeah, Nordstrom's Gamora. <laughs> I wouldn't know what those are down here in Arkansas. It's the same thing. Dillard's and Nordstrom okay. are very similar. All right, then. I could call. I, I can't go Sears because they they done packed up shop. Same with Kmart around here. Yeah, ours did. Well, too. Kmart and Sears are all the same company. Yeah, that's right. They are <laughs> about that. Um, now, like going going back, if you could catch one of the acts, uh, Adam, what would be your your one that would be a can't miss if you were to to bring someone here or you know going through the lineup? Uh, easy. Postmodern jukebox. That'd be awesome. Heart, hands down. That's the only one I get pissed off about missing every time. By 48 hours, huh? Always. Literally. Literally by 48 Always. hours. Literally. It's either yeah, a week they, before yeah. or a day before or the day after. Never fails. And like the really they shitty part. They take stage right after Big Summer Blowout. Mm. They take stage. And the really Never shitty felt. part is you can't you can't quite plan a trip around this because they don't release the acts until a few months before. No. Well, the acts were literally just released like a week yeah. ago. And I mean, the other thing is, you couldn't plan a trip around this because Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah. even if you, even after the acts were released, it's uh, very hard to get a room. Yeah, I mean, even at DVC, try and get in a room two months out. You're good luck. I mean, but I have annual passes and stuff. I mean, there's ways that if I really wanted to, but it's book solid now. Yeah. Um. What about you, Tim? I'm I'm looking at the list for the Eat to Beat this year, and a bunch of amazing new acts. And I would love to go down October 23rd to 25th because Sheila E is performing. Yeah, you've mentioned if you've that. Never seen Sheila E live. It is a spectacle. It is a sight to behold. She will literally do a 20 minute drum solo. She's the she's the chick that did she's, that works with Prince. Who else? She she's got a long history in the music industry. Tito, well, I want to say she worked with Tito Puentes at one yep. point. Yeah, she worked with the Jacksons mm-hmm. at one point. She's just an amazing drummer, an amazing singer. I would love to see her again live. Um, what about you, Mikey? Hang on, I'm looking. <sighs> Don't yell at me. That's okay. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just looking at this this list. BB Mac is you know, new this I- year. <laughs> Some of it's really. What's gonna be? Do we have a list for Big Summer Blowout? Who's gonna be there? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And it ain't it ain't great. Oh god! <laughs> it starts uh, well. It starts when we get there. The Almond well, Betts band. I don't know who, who that is. I think it's the Almond Brothers. Yeah, it's it's a version and, of the Almond Betts, Brothers. Everclear. I mean, Everclear. That's straight up nineteen nineties. That's yep. And then Starship uh, featuring Mickey Thomas. Wait, oh, Everclear. God. They had that one song, right? They had several, yes, but was they had several. Santa Monica, big one. Santa Monica, Santa Monica. I don't want to be your stupid game. Yeah, I'm so dizzy. Yeah. The big black boots in an old suitcase. Ghost. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah dude. 
And what was the other some, one? Some Sheeters will still be there when Postmodern Jukebox hits the stage on the 23rd. We go home the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, my sister-in-law will be down in September to check out the Almond Betts Band, and I, I mean, I'm waiting for Jessica, and that's about it. Well, she'll also be there and to be determined 13th to the 15th, right? Uh, yes. Does she get down to 13th? Yeah, she gets down the 13th to the 16th. That's that's her trip. She leaves on the 17th. Yeah, I know. She went on vacation before she cut my hair. Yeah. I know, right? I right. Of all of these. Okay, there's a couple I would definitely want to see. Do not hate me. I, I do have a soft spot for BB Mac. I like BB Mac. I don't know who that is? Um, you do. It, they were '90s. Yeah, I don't it's, know who it's, that it's is. Basically, it's the return of the Mac. It's, it's three white guys is that him? singing uh, yeah. "Back Here, Baby." Uh, yeah. Don't know that song. When you Google BB Mac, you'll you'll hear it. I know "Return um, of the Mac." That some return the, of the Mac. Oh, he doesn't sing that. No. And it's three. Well, it's, he missed yeah, an opportunity. It's three guys. Oh my gosh. The Ghost no, of You and Me is a great is, song. Uh, Chris Allen, I liked him on American Idol. I'd love to see him back. I don't, back. Know, I don't know what he sings, but he was a good singer. Sheena Easton, for your eyes only. Great song. She is not singing that song. Yes, she is. Yeah, she probably that's, will. That's her. Well, that's the only song I know that she sings. What a, well. She, I would, she was a big 80s. Yeah. yeah. She was big in the 80s. Um, the the I, one I, I have a hard time not seeing Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So it, no, that, she'll sing Sugar Waltz. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> the one I would like to see, and only because I've followed them recently since they've come out with uh, with some new stuff, is Decapella. This is the Disney acapella group. They sing. Um, they basically sang all the songs for Incredibles 2, all the, uh, the theme songs for the superheroes. They're really good, really talented. Are they They're one of those super, like a bunch of people, sort of like postmodern jukebox though? Oh, I would love to. So see you that. don't know, yeah, but you don't know who you're actually going to see when you go see them. No, you don't. Well, Scott Bradley will mm-hmm. be there. He's insane. No, really, really, really. You think he's going to be there? No, it depends on. I don't think so. He does the big shows. I think he yeah. would. Well, it's Epcot. It's good. It's a big show. It's, and it's only it's, two yeah, but nights. People aren't paying for it. I want to know. I bet, how you, I bet you that crazy redheaded dude will be there. Oh, without oh, a doubt. If, if Casey, Casey, uh, Casey Blake, whatever his name is, is it Casey Blake? It's Casey something. Like that. What about Tambourine Guy? Same guy. Ka- oh, it guy. is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. Casey Blake was the guy from American Idol. He does like the beatboxing, awesome. right? Yep. The no. beatboxer? No, he plays the he plays the oh, cello. No, no. And... I'm thinking of. Oh, oh, he is also from American Idol. Oh, yes, he's from American Idol, but I don't know. There's a, they, have, they have a couple and of Idol uh, alumni. Yes. Well, well, yeah, he's like, hey, uh, it didn't pan out. Sorry, you want to come do something better? Well, it's, it's, it is. It's better. I love... I got to say, Mikey, Tim, Adam, thank you for introducing me to Postmodern Jukebox. It's a standard rotation on my, uh, on my Spotify. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, I like, I like all these, these series. They're all good. Uh, it, it's fine to it, it, it's fun to kind of just walk by and listen and check it out while you're hanging out in uh, in the theater or while, while you're hanging out in the pavilion just passing by yep. pass by mm-hmm. catch Sugar Ray's uh, fly and he then walk there. on they are there they're <laughs> he's like there all a, they're the time <laughs> they are yeah them and Hanson they're, the, they're a staple every year and he does he does four nights he does four nights of that show. He needs the money. 
Yeah, he doesn't do anything anymore. I heard in this for it, though, he puts on a good show. He I heard, yeah, I did hear he puts on a very good show. I mean, he, he only go, gets so far on the royalties from the Scooby-Doo soundtrack. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> or their first album. Uh, A.K.A. their last yeah. album. Someday. When my life <laughs> has passed me by. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, look, as we close out the American Pavilion, uh, there's only one thing left, and that's the actual attraction slash show of... Slash uh, nice place to take a nap. Adam, I nearly fought Mikey on the alleged moon landing thing. You can fight me all you want. <laughs> I fell the fuck to sleep the last time I Oh, this is such this. a good... Good it is show. such a bad version of American history. It is so sterilized that it... it well, it, yes. No. <laughs> Do you remember when we talked about the Japanese pavilion and what was supposed to go in there? <coughs> it was kind of dark. Yeah. This is this is super whitewashed. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> but essentially, the American uh, Adventure, the, the actual name of the show, the American Adventure, takes guests on a trip through America's history. Now, it's narrated by two audio-animatronic uh, figures, one of Benjamin Franklin, and the other is Mark Twain. Uh, now, there was supposed to be a third, and that was supposed to be um, Roy Rogers. But they were fearful that in 1982, people wouldn't remember uh, who... Roy Rogers was, so they, they nixed him. He had a chain of restaurants. <laughs> yes. It's an auto parts store down here. <laughs> they had good roast only. beef. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the, the oh, voices Jesus. are narrated by Dallas McKinnon. If you don't remember his voice, uh, you will find it over at the Country Bears. We talked about him last week. He narrates Benjamin Franklin, and then John Anderson uh, narrates uh, Mark Twain. And he was he was in a bunch of uh, westerns in the in the sixties. He actually also did the voice for Abraham Lincoln in uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, so basically, you go into this theater. It's a beautiful auditorium, um, and they have these twelve statues uh, around the around the theater. Each of the statues uh, kind of shows a, a, a spirit of America. So they have the spirit of adventure, and the statue is a seaman. Um, the spirit of compassion, which is a lady doctor. Uh, the spirit of discovery is a mountain man. The spirit of freedom is a pilgrim. The spirit of heritage is uh, Sacagawea, the Native American who helped Lewis and Clark cross the, uh, the western uh, United States. And she was on the dollar coin. She's on the dollar coin. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much. It <laughs> just flew right over. Nobody would get that. Very few Nobody people would get, get that. Unless you're a Shirley Kulicker fan, <laughs> you'll never get the dollar coin. <laughs> Ask your mama how she doing. Ask her mama yeah. how she doing. <laughs> <laughs> Them churns. Mikey knows who she is. Perpendicular head lady. Perpendicular head lady. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that. <laughs> Google Shirley Kulicker, you will not be disappointed. Um, used to listen to Jim Zippo in the morning down here, so I'm familiar with Shirley Kulicker. Yeah. The spirit of independence is an American revolutionary soldier. The spirit of individualism is a cowboy. The spirit of invention is uh, spirit of innovation is uh, George Washington Carver. Uh, the spirit of knowledge is a school teacher. Pioneering is Charles Lindbergh. 
Uh, Self-Reliance is a farmer, and then a Spirit of Tomorrow is a mother holding her child. It's it's a beautiful theater. You guys have been inside of it, right? Yes. It's I it's absolutely nice beautiful. Nap. Like it's a it's a well well designed it's, theater. It's Americana. Yes, I have. It's not a been. very like when you think of old school Americana theater, that's what you get. Yeah. Uh, behind it is a seventy foot, a seventy-two foot wide uh, screen that actually has a rear projection, and that's where you get all the projections for the show, for the movie, um, for the lighting. It, it, it is a marvelous masterpiece of engineering feats because all of these scenes that are playing out, that you see these animatronic figures uh, between this um, Roy Rogers and. Uh, Ben Franklin and Mark Twain and then Susan B. Anthony and Andrew Carnegie, all of these anim- audio animatronic figures are kind of like flown, essentially flown in from the ground, flown in from above, and they kind of uh, beautifully balance throughout the, the theater through uh, an engineering feat. It really is cool. Like we talked about the Country Bears being amazing, how all of these uh, sets are, are set up. This is, a, this is really an engineering feat to see how they pull this off. The tech on it is amazing. Tech is amazing. Now, uh, the the movie or the the show takes you from periods uh, up starting at the American Revolutionary War uh, with one of my favorite songs in the entire uh, in the entire show, which is in the days of '76. It's an old song from you know from the Revolutionary War. It's just well done, and it's kind of like this... You, you get this feeling of, of a birth of a new nation, and you feel really, you know, gung-ho about it, and then you progress to the Civil War, and we have our uh, our very famous song, Two Brothers, which was written by Irving Gordon, who's an American songwriter. Uh, beautiful song. It definitely shows the the tearing apart of a, of a country. Um, after after the Civil War, we head to the Centennial Exposition of 1876, which was in Philadelphia, and that's where we kind of represent American industrialization and ingenuity, uh, which is then followed by the Great Depression. We see images of like Georgia O'Keeffe and the Dust Bowl, and uh, we get the music from E.Y. Harburg, the Brother Can You Spare a Dime. Those kind of like really, it just shows what what despair the country was in at the time. And then finally, after that, we uh, we culminate in probably the best part of the uh, the best part of the show, which is what I call America's greatest hits. And we basically go from World War II up to the present, and we show all the good things that America's done. You know, the moon landing, um, uh, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, uh, Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Yes, it's there. Right. The Berlin Wall America did? Well, it's, you know, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. 
And it just magically happened that way hey, now. Yeah, right? Ro Ronnie Reagan. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, up until 1993, this was kind of uh, the same same exact show, and then about mid-2007, uh, mid 45 seconds of footage were added to the end of Golden Dreams montage, which uh, the most famous one is the New York City Police Department, New York City Fire Department, uh, rescue crews after 9/11, and it's George Bush doing the uh, doing his his speech top the rubble of the World Trade Center. I'll tell you what, this gets me every time. The song that plays at the end of this and kind of leads you out is "Golden Dream," uh, lyrics by Randy Bright, uh, additional lyrics by Lynn Hart, and then um, the vocals were by Richard Page. If you uh, if you remember Mr. Mister. He was the lead singer for lead singer and bassist for Mr. Mister, and Saida Garrett, who was uh, she she worked with like you know different bands, the Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, Pointer Sisters, uh, and that's and that's the theme song for for the for the show is uh, Golden Dream, and then you're let out into a gift shop, kind of sort of, it's not far away. It is a shitty gift shop. It is. Too. It really yeah, could be better. Not much going on in there. You know what it feels like? It feels like the gift shop at the end of like a museum. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Trinkets with. The there American was a museum flag the... made in China. Uh, so have you guys? You guys have watched the show. Yes. Tim. Allegedly. <laughs> I have not. Allegedly. I like it. I really do like it. <clears throat> it's long. It's thirty minutes. It's it's long. Oof. It's long-winded at times. And it just it's I I have problems with it. I'm not it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite thing to watch. I I the last time I tried to I watched it maybe twice in its entirety. I have fallen asleep every other time I've tried to watch. It. I think I would enjoy watching the tech part of it more than the actual show. Yeah. At this point, and, and and that's a problem with most shows like this, though. It's once you see it, it doesn't change. Something significant has to happen in the history of the country yeah. for that to change. Uh, but I get that. But at the same token, how many times do you go to the movie theater to watch the same movie? Maybe twice. If it's a really good movie, said maybe twice. Yeah. But after that, it's like, I'll wait for it to come out on video, and then you try to watch it on video, and you're falling asleep on your couch. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, real quick. I have one correction. It wasn't Roy Rogers. It was Will Rogers, the American Cowboy. Oh. I was just going to say, Roy Rogers, that didn't... There's a difference yeah, there's there. There's a huge difference there. But again, again, <laughs> Disney, Disney um, Imagineering didn't think that Will Rogers in 82 would have been entirely relevant. The Will Rogers Institute... It should have been, but, you know, I think today Will Rogers, again, well, again, Will Rogers would be completely relevant. For you. For for select few. No, he would be completely irrelevant. Ha oh, irrelevant. Yeah. I thought you said completely no, no. relevant. He would now. be completely. I, shit, I forgot his name. I called him Roy. Well, Roy Disney. It's an easy mistake to make. I like food. Mm -hmm. That's where I went with that. Well, we're getting a Roy Rogers next door <laughs> are you really no no in in the american pavilion we're getting barbecue uh, no Roy rogers was on barbecue <laughs> it was chicken 
It's shitty burgers. Burgers and chicken. And curly fries. Yeah. Um, it was basically Bob's Big Boys. For the rest of the country that doesn't know what Rogers is, yeah, it it's Bob's Bob Big, Big Boys. Boys. Or Carl's Jr. Oh, I love Carl's I, Jr. Oh, you mean Hardee's? No. Yeah, Hardee's. No, Hardee's is different. Hardee's no, is it's different. not. It is, it's not now, but it was way back in the day. It was, yeah, it was back then. I was going to say, it's the exact same now, because... They, we don't have Shit, I grew up on Famous Stars. Um, so, Mikey, you've never seen the show. No. Why not? Because I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> not bourbon. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you got Dude, it's 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 in between Italy and Japan. Yeah, I know. So it's like, there's nothing. Well, can we can we talk about the placement? I mean, I they mean, put America in between the Axis powers. I of mean, course they did. Really? Of course they did. <laughs> really, we're surrounded. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's a trap. I. No, I. I don't know. I. I would like to, but at the same time, I've gone two times with my kids, <laughs> and this ain't going to happen. No, I can see that. And then yeah. uh, I've gone uh, once without them, and I was just trying to enjoy Epcot without them, and then a thunderstorm happened, and I was uh, I had run like, uh, God, how many Ks was it? Five? And my two days before. the same. It was a bad thing. I've still not recovered 100% from that ordeal. Hmm. Um, I should probably go roll. Yeah, probably. But I, th- Jennifer will tell you you probably should and drink water. Yes. No, this th- it it saddens me to say that the American Pavilion just kind of seems lackluster, and I don't know if it's because I'm of America or if it's just because you walk through it and it's just a building made to look old. Now I will say. Of the of the attraction of the actual show, I, I love the opening line for this. America did not exist. Four centuries of work, bloodshed, loneliness, and fear created this land. We built America, and the process made us Americans, a new breed rooted in all races, stained and tinted with all colors, a seeming ethnic anarchy. Then, in a little time, we became more alike than we were different. A new society. Not great, but fitted by our very faults for greatness. That was said by Ben Franklin, quoting John Steinbeck. And I really love the message it sends. I I love, I I just love the attraction because of, it does celebrate American history. And I'm a big, big history buff. It celebrates the good things we've done in this world for the last 400 years. And it glosses over the bad things. Well, of course it does. <laughs> but forget about glossing over. The bad things don't exist. <laughs> well, pixie does. Pixie does. <laughs> like, someone's like, beating that fairy's ass with a mallet. <laughs> now, I, I love the show. It, again, tech aspect of this is amazing. If for nothing, go, go watch it for the tech aspect. Yeah, but you don't see the tech. No, you don't. So, I mean... Like, I, there is a behind-the-scenes store that I want to take that does show a lot mm-hmm. of the tech. But, I don't know. I, I, 
Like, I, I saw it twice. I have trouble staying awake through it now. Uh, it's, it's a long show. It's a long show, and if you, if you don't do, you know, if the, you do this at, like, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, after spending the, the entire day at Epcot, you're going to be sun-exhausted. Well, it's not just sun-exhausted. It's the music. It's the air conditioning. It's just like, I'm going to bed now. Thank you. All right, so as we wrap up the American Adventure, the American Pavilion, um, there's really not much to vote on for what makes up the ultimate American attraction, or the ultimate American Pavilion, other than... Hester and Chester's? <laughs> the Dinorama? <laughs> <laughs> what? Never mind. Um, <laughs> it's really coming down between musical acts. Uh, that's really the only thing that's that's changed over the years. Um, in which musical act you would prefer, and I I think that's a hands-down Voices of Liberty. Yeah, Voices of Liberty are awesome. I mean, it's not really a competition. No, No. I agree. Um, But going forward, uh, you know, we talked about it, there's going to be a a new restaurant there. Uh, Not sure what it holds in store. There's plenty of room behind and to the sides of this pavilion for more stuff. I'd love to see a little bit more. Like what, though? I'd love to see if I'd love to see a sit-down restaurant. I'd go back to episode eighty-three where we did our next big resort, and I would love to see a fine dining restaurant, fine American dining restaurant, or even, um, you know, some actual entertainment, more entertainment from America, a bluegrass band, a blues band. You know, get get like a. a Take take some of the land, put a put like a whiskey still. I was gonna say put a speakeasy where you know we're the only country in the world, well in the civilized world that has had prohibition at one point. Take a take a speakeasy and and bring some jazz acts to uh, to the American Pavilion. I mean, so well, you, you, you could even just utilize the stage more for that. But would they actually just put a speakeasy? Because, again, this is part of history that they don't want to talk about. I think speakeasies are cool now. Maybe we could do it. It's a thing. It's a, it's a fad. It it, is. I get it, and I get that, but at the same token, they're not going to want to talk about the history of the speakeasy and what that actually represented. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that would go in. I am with you, though, for a sit-down restaurant. I think we need something with the taste of America and just have cuisine from all around the country. Yeah. You know, get some Cajun, get some Midwest cuisine, some Southern cuisine, some New England cuisine. The problem is with that, you're going to end up, like, with a menu that's, like, freaking, what is it called? Um, cheese Cheesecake Factory, where it's 4,000 pages of just menu. Well, here's the thing. You could do, you know, Disney goes through seasonal changes for, for a lot of their restaurants. If you did, like, a fall, spring, summer, and winter, where winter is more, right. like, colonial stuff, summer is more, like... I mean, one of the things that that is pretty Americanized these days is like the California surf taco kind of craze. Do we need another California restaurant? We don't have we don't have fish tacos in Disney, do we? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we do. I forgot it where well, it was. Well, you truck. wouldn't notice because you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, but he would eat. But, but I know what goes there. I know, I know what's tacos, around. Some street tacos. I would. It's probably a fucking food truck. You know, here's what I think. I think I agree with Adam, and what we need is a honky-tonk. 
A good old fashioned honky tonk. So dust on the floor. A fucking honky tonk, man. We have we have Boot, both kinds of music. Boogie, country and western. Damn right <laughs> we do. Boogie. Little old school bricks and done. King George, yeah, George Strait. Yeah. Oh, if we could bring Hamilton. No, absolutely no. not. No, I don't. I, nope. That's no, I don't nope. think we could. I don't, I don't think who we wants can. nobody wants that. <laughs> I, I, oh, 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 all of a sudden Scott's like, well, I don't think no. It's just no, just no, just oh, no. Just no. They want it. They want it. It will never it's happen. It's the Tracy Lo- it's it's the Tracy Morgan GIF. No. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Make Hamilton Mm-mm. available nope. like that to the masses and people would be tearing it apart. Oh. I'd go watch it. You would. Yeah. But it's again, you're gonna talk about spending three hours at our show in Disney? Nah, probably not. It's not only that. I mean, even if they give it edited down, you're not going to get the Midwest to get on so- get on board with Hamilton. Oh. I'll watch the Weird Al Yankovic mi- Hamilton. Oh, that is good. That is good, actually. <laughs> on his uh, accordion. Um, I'm. You know, I look forward to see what they can do with this this pavilion. I would like to see some more done. I'd like to see some more done. Honky tonk, Brooks and done. Yeah, Brooks and Dunn. Hell yes! <laughs> I think my tractor's sexy. <laughs> Somebody has to. Really <laughs> was that Brooks and Dunn or was that Brad Paisley? I, I don't know who it was. I think when I was thinking, I was thinking of another Alan Brooks and Dunn song no, about a Alan tractor Jackson. because there's a lot of them. International Harvester. International oh, Harvester. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I love that song. Hate that fucking song. It's <laughs> a great hate song. Hate that man. song. Make every a lot time of pay for we, a little pay. We, every time we fucking went anywhere for one whole summer, <laughs> that fucking song was on. It was like two whole summers here. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tractor Sexy is uh, Kenny Chesney. It's Kenny yeah. Chesney. Oh, Mrs. Bridget Jones. I don't like Kenny Chesney. X, X. X. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, not a, never get over that. Not a Chesney fan. No, he will never get over that. <laughs> New face, who this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. So as we uh, as we wrap up tonight's show, I, th- I think really the only vote here is, uh, again, what is the best entertainment act? Um, regularly available, and that's Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yes. Well, yeah. NBA. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's Neil Patrick Harris. I, I, I thought you were going to pick Hanson. <laughs> they, they, you know what? When they come, M Hops is featured at the Fife and Drum. M Hops is, is there almost every festival yes. season. Yes, it is. Uh, Why so are look, the Jonas Brothers uh, playing. You know, we're halfway through this. Uh, I've got a little twist when we get to the end of this. I'm not going to say what it is now, but when we get we're to the end of the way? Ultimate Epcot... Uh, Trevi Checkers oh. at the end? Yes. God, I thought he meant we're halfway through this episode. I was about to freak out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't... <laughs> yeah, I, gotta go I didn't I do that much that. research. No, halfway through the... We're halfway through the World Showcase version of Ultimate Epcot. When we get to the end of it, I'm going to announce a little uh, twist that we're going to do that'll be for a future show. And uh, I'm I'm excited about it because these three guys are going to be terrified. Not one of us likes surprises. I know, that's uh, why. I'm fine. And you know what? We're like this. We're like and five as months we all just it, it, it'll be episode 100. <laughs> yeah, you might just get jumped. Maybe I think this is only like the second Ultimate Epcot I've been on. So that might be a bring true. it. That might be true actually. Because you weren't here for Canada. I, I, no, I think I think this is like maybe the first or second. No, no, wait. No, it's definitely not the first. Because you did Japan. Because Canada, he had so many beaver tail jokes in Canada. 
And you did. You were with, you were here for Morocco. No, I was not. That was Josh. No, he wasn't That's here right. for Morocco. Josh he was here for was Japan. Right. It was Josh. Japan. He yep. did France. Yeah. You've been on for a good. England? Were you for England? Yeah. Thank you. You was in there for the London. Did I? I don't know if you remember some of these episodes. You were for a UK. <laughs> no, am I kidding? Yeah, I don't remember and last. Listen, week. I last remember month, doing so. this episode. <laughs> well, that's the start tonight. Yeah. Right now, I remember doing this episode. <laughs> Ask me a year from now what episode this was, and I'd have Ask to Ask me you. tomorrow what I said tonight, and I won't uh, know. Adam, it's episode 122. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's not a year from now. <laughs> you realize you can listen to one episode a year for... Never mind. Fuck. <laughs> for the next 122 Why years? Why would you do that? <laughs> you can listen one episode a year for the next 122 years, which equates to seven long days and three short <laughs> nights in Scott math. Well, if you if you start if you if you do the show and you start listening to it now, it'll take you four months it to would. catch up. If you listen to one episode a day, it would. Not counting quickies. Yeah, not counting quickies. Um, so look, at the end of this, we'll have a little special, uh, episode that we're going to do, but we're on to the Italy Pavilion, uh, on our next episode when we do decide to do some, uh, ultimate Epcot. Which will probably never, because now we're all afraid of the surprise at the end. It's really not that I'm big not. a surprise. I'm not. I'm not. And I, I, I'm taking food again, because that's my favorite oh, food. such a good food place. Such a good food place. If you're new to the show, if this is your first episode, uh, we want to tell you to... I apologize. <laughs> Why? We're getting Why? better. I don't We're know. We're like a fine episode. wine. We get better with age. Like a well done. I apologize because I didn't have much to talk about. <laughs> and then I stumbled over my words because I got a little Just drunk. give me something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are new to the show, we want to tell you to go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Check out the uh, t-shirts, the glassware. It's where you can find the glass that I am drinking out of right now, the Three Sheets to the Mouse Glencairn glass. It is beautiful, and it holds your bourbon perfectly, and it makes it taste all that much better. It actually does. Scientifically, well, it does. Does it cuddle the bourbon before you drink it? No, but it, it, <laughs> it's the it, big allows, <laughs> it allows the, the aromas of the, of the bourbon to sit nicely in the big bulbous bottom. We learned that from Bree. She That's right. Yes. That bottom girls make the rock and world go they round. They do. They do. And if you want to uh, enjoy your bourbon as well as I do, get your own Three Sheets of the Mouse podcast, Glen Karen Glass, and uh, be fancy with us. Well, you don't have to drink fancy bourbon out of it. I'm drinking fucking $18 for a half gallon. You can drink the Miller Lite of bourbon if you want. <laughs> this this is the Natty Lite of bourbon. <laughs> This is better than Miller. But I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets of Mouse. If you enjoyed the show, please go over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing is the best way for it to get pushed right to your phone, right to your tablet, right to your uh, iTunes, so that you get it right then and there. I Actually, technically, iTunes is gone. Uh, Not yet. The iTunes store is gone. No. I thought it was. Not yet. It is there, it's going to be with the next update. It's that hasn't happened. Okay, yet. it's it's almost gone, but you will still get your podcast over the podcast app, or 
you can download the Podbean app, and also that will get pushed uh, directly to your phone if you subscribe. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're over at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, tag us on Instagram, tag us on Twitter, and make sure you use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. Uh, feature us in your stories. Stories are cool. They disappear in 24 hours. Uh, we hope we don't disappear in 24 hours from your timeline. I'm too old to know what you just no, said. We, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Most of our listeners and group members, that's all we are. It's a, their whole timeline yes. is three sheets. So. And if you want to uh, interact with us over at the Facebook group, which is where all of the uh, three Sheets Madness happens. That's over at facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Uh, that's where you can become part of Three Sheets Nation. Uh, if you do want to join, and if you have not joined yet, I encourage you to do so. Lots of shenanigans, lots of lots of debauchery, and just good old-fashioned fun with with booze. Booze. And Disney. Booze. Lots of Disney there. And lots of kinda... big old stone dicks. Yep, lots of stone dicks right now. Plaster dicks. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably plaster. plaster. It's plaster dicks. Yeah, it's probably plaster. <laughs> but you know what? It's a hand-carved dick. I think it's computer-generated. Hand-sculpted? Was it one of them... Th- is that the D in 3D printing? <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> so if you're if you're not a part of the Three Sheets Nation, go over to Facebook, Facebook.com slash groups slash Three Sheets and become part of Three Sheets Nation. It's pretty awesome there. Um, all right. So, guys, finished up halfway through Epcot. Uh, and then we're never going to talk about it again. Correct. That is my plan. Anytime <laughs> this topic is brought up, I will change it. <laughs> we'll, we'll showcase at least. We still have to go to future. Well, no, we did Future World. We did that on episode 33. Yeah, That's where we get the Adam suck my dick. Yes. We can go back to Future World, though, because there's so much there new is, things coming. There is. Plenty of new things to come. Um, so, Mikey. Scott. Give me some closing remarks tonight. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> I haven't done the American Adventure, so I don't know what's going on inside there. I mean, I'll, I'll, there's a statues, there's some paintings, somebody humming. Coming, coming at you. <laughs> and it's, 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 you know, Carousel of Progress all over again. Did stop there and get a uh, pumpkin spice pretzel, uh, or no, uh, uh, Funnel cake. Funnel cake. Oh, wow. Did you have your flannel and beanie cap and your horn rim glasses on? No, I was wearing LuLaRue leggings. He <laughs> <laughs> was. He was. Was we, that we the answer you were expecting? To wear those you know what? It's no, the but right, it was the answer he deserved. It's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> LuLaBro leggings, not LuLaRue. LuLaBro. That's right. I was a LuLaBro that day. Yeah. And Stephanie still hasn't been able to wear them again. No, she has worn them once. She had to wring them out, though, because it was hot. <laughs> That's where you met a man who talks about cars all day and uh, showed him your your uh, license plate holder. Family jewels. My supple thighs. <laughs> my, he was staring at my boots, what he was doing. <laughs> I can only imagine... How awkward that was. 
<laughs> Only for a minute. It was awkward when I wanted to walk up and meet the assistant up front, the secretary lady. And she looks at the other two guys and then me. <laughs> She's like, I have that same pair. I'm going to go burn them. <laughs> no, she was just thinking, yep, this is my job. <laughs> That's, it's one of those moments. <laughs> They'll let anybody chapter, in here. Chapter 13 of my memoirs. The day I met a man wearing women's pants. Well. <laughs> wearing them well. So, Mikey, give me some closure marks tonight. I thought I did. Is that it? What else was that? I, I really should have shoved a sock down the front of him. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped. That would have helped. It really would have helped. <laughs> All right, Adam, give me some closure marks tonight. Well, um, sheet up is quickly approaching. We are under the 90-day mark, I think, at this point. Possibly. So, a few people... We are under the 90-day mark. We're almost under the 80-day mark. Okay. What Tim said, then. So, if you're all looking forward to doing that, make sure you tag yourself or get inv- get yourself onto the event page. A lot of stuff has been going down there. A lot of things have been posting. Okay, Tim has just showed me, as of right now, it's 77 days, but that will be take away four days from that, and there's your answer. So, and then also Six depends... weeks. What? 73. But it also depends on when you listen to it. That's true. So, figure it out. Chip and Dale. (laughs) 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 Um, Other than that, it was good talking to y'all, and we'll speak to y'all next week. All right. Tim, give me some closing remarks tonight. I'm glad we finally got a chance to discuss the American Pavilion, but just the American parts. Of course. Skip Skip over all those other parts. Does it throw back to last week's episode with my replacement for Country Bears, just so you know? <laughs> well, we still kept your we still kept your parts American, just different side of America. Yes. Did we have a did we get did Pop Pop get a poll for that? No. No, I didn't put one up. Because I, I sent you all back to the deficient. drawing board. No, because I saw everybody was voting for Scott, so I didn't put one up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everyone was like, I like Scott's idea, I like Scott's idea. Was like, that pulls not good. Magic to the, low, the, 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 the lowest common denominator. We need booze in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Wait a minute. The one, the yeah. one chance. Everybody wanted a bar. I have like, to get uh, votes. Yeah, the w- I will go on record right now. I think in the combined history of 122 episodes and 48 quickies, 48 quickies, I have gotten a grand total of like seven votes. All right, so you want me to do a belated poll? Oh, you got more than that. <laughs> it was like nine. I was going to give you eight. Yeah, you got at least one vote per poll. Yeah, yeah, maybe you, you almost got two hands worth of votes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, hopefully, they're big hands. Well, look, uh, I will say it, it has been fun talking about the American Adventure. Uh, I do love the pavilion. If you have experiences that you've enjoyed there, if you have uh, some of your favorite memories there, go share them uh, when I post the episode. Some of your favorite naps there. Some of your favorite naps there. Um, go share those to our Facebook group. Uh, every week I post the show. It's at the top of the page. Comment on it. We love hearing what you think about the show. We love hearing your experiences. Uh, we really do like seeing those uh, after the show releases because, one, it keeps it keeps us involved in each week's show. That way, we don't forget what the episodes are. What mm-hmm. episode? <laughs> exactly. Wait, what? We're we're involved in each week's show. <laughs> yep. There's a are show. 
Well, look, I will say, as I do every week, from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. Is this our this is gonna be our hold music now? Yeah, it could be.